2: Of the world, Steve Fingestyle.
0: So, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into signed sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling figures, anything signed that a nerd needs or wants or a sports collector wants, please visit firstrow.ca. Everything you see there is in Canadian Funds, so to all you American listeners, it's a little bit cheaper for you. And don't worry, International, they they ship worldwide, so you don't have to worry. They update daily. They got everything from wrestling figures, wrestling pictures, old DVD, old cassette tapes, they even have old WWF magazines. Whatever you literally need or want, it is there. But if you're into video games and books, please go to BossFightBooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Final Fantasy 5, Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil, and so many others. Everything on their websites available in paperback and ebook format, so there's no excuse. So please visit BossFightBooks.com And if you want to support me directly, please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs to phone Cases anything you need or want, it is there. But if you don't want to do anything monetarily, it's totally understandable. The easiest thing, the freest thing, the most important thing you could do is to please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guest is a professional wrestler that is currently with MLW and was the second selection of the 2021 Open Draft. He is the master of the suplex with over 100 in his arsenal. The suplex assassin, Alex Kane. That was a great introduction.
1: The podcast is about to get all of this work. Let's go.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, before we get into anything, There was one moniker that you used to go by, and I don't know why you don't go by it anymore, and that's the Suplexorcist. To me, that sounds amazing. I love that name. Why did you drop it?
1: So, it's not something that I was ever, like, announced or anything by, which I should add that to my introduction. Um, But, so, a friend of mine found, like, a mock, like, movie, uh, I guess, like, movie poster, and it said the Suplexorcist or whatever, and it looked dope. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to adopt that. Um, and that, I think I added it to my Twitter bio. Um, and then I even made a shirt on Pro S&T's oh, um, that has, like, my face and it kind of like a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just – anytime, like, I go to a show, I always forget to tell the, uh, the announcer, like, yo, can you add <laughs> this, in?" That's so like it's going to be too long. But I think for, like, championship matches, I used to see Austin Theory do this all the time okay. where – They'd start to say one of his monikers that he used to, they used to go by. Right. And then he'd go back and stop them and
0: whisper something else. And then they go again sure. until they got to the, uh, the real superstar Austin awesome thing. Right. Well, to me, oh, that equates to, like, in Rocky IV when Apollo Creed fights. And they keep running off his monikers and his nicknames. And it keeps going and going and going. And then he even looks at Rocky. Rocky's like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's fantastic. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that makes you a superstar. How about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most def, Most def. So I'm, I'm probably going to do that in my next championship
0: match. <laughs> awesome. So, when did you become a wrestling fan? Has this always been in your childhood or is this something recent? Uh, I, as a child, I think I was about
1: six or seven. I went to a yard sale. Oh. Um, and they had, the guy had uh, Stone Cold Demolition.
0: Oh, okay. It
1: was a VHS tape. Um, I think it, it, uh, I guess it chronicled his match with Kane and it was a first blood match with Kane. Um and like I didn't before I bought it I didn't know much about professional wrestling. Like I knew that I was on T V but I didn't really know the character. Sure. Um and the guy kinda explained to me Stone Cold about the character and like what he does and how he goes about his business. Mm. And I was like, That sounds
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> um so I popped that in and I watched it and I watched and I watched and I watched, I watched it every day. Wow. Um that was my introduction to professional wrestling.
0: Oh, my goodness. And that's awesome because everyone has a different story. Everyone has that that tape, that pay-per-view, that sort of... A lot of people have Saturday Night's main event. That was huge for people. WrestleMania is huge for people. Like, you know what I mean? It's always nice to hear the different types of stories. And like how you just randomly, if you did not go out that day and see that day, who knows if you would have even been in wrestling today, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like... Cause like after, cause like, yeah, after I saw after I saw that or whatever, um, one of my older brother's friends, he was really really big into wrestling. And mm-hmm. He's I think me like going out and like hanging out with him was probably like what really like solidified as like wrestling what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Because mm-hmm. um, we used to do like we did, we, we couldn't do backyard wrestling. Because I didn't have a backyard. We had like, there was a lake back there and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, so we did it in the front yard. And like my childhood home, uh, it kind of had this like grassy like ramp thing or whatever. Okay. Um, so it kind of looked like a wrestling stage anyway. And he had like the belt and he had uh, one of, I think it was, he had one of the WWF um, like music CDs. Oh, shit. So we'd go outside. Um, and like we create storylines or recreate matches in my front yard, and I was <laughs> like, then I was like, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. This is this, this
0: is what I'm gonna do. Okay, so did that lead you into amateur wrestling? Is that why you were like, oh, be- because I want to go? Or and when you got there, did you think that you're gonna put like people in the Boston Crab or shit? And were you like shocked that it was actually amateur wrestling and not professional? Um, what led me into amateur wrestling? Um, wasn't so much professional wrestling i my older brother did it before me
1: uh, okay. and I saw what it did, I saw what it did to his body like he looked he got, he started building off muscle and stuff sure. and I was like I, I mean I want that up <laughs> time I was doing push-ups and sit-ups every single day wow. trying to get kind of put on some muscle um and so like when I went to that first practice I did think that it was gonna be like Chairs and wrestling ring and all, and all that. Right, right. Um, when I got in there, it was like, oh, the, the coach literally said, oh, no, we don't do that stuff around here. I was <laughs> like, okay, all right, bud. I'm down. Um, but, I mean, I, once I stepped in the build, like, I'm one of those people are like, if I go for something and I try something, sure. I want to try to be the best at it. I wasn't know. just going to quit or whatever because sure. I wanted to see if I could be good at it. Um, and I wound up being good at it. So, I just stuck with it.
0: So, when did rugby come into play? Because you also played rugby in college too, right?
1: Rugby came... So, I got to college. I wrestled for about two years. And, like, college wrestling is a, is a different piece. Right. And I kind of got burnt out on wrestling. Ah. And, like... Um, so, I decided that I wanted to... I could do something else. So, the athletic director... Told the wrestlers that we could come out and try
2: rugby or whatever because mm. they're kind of they're kind of similar in ways or whatever as
1: far as like technique of the technique of like tackling in rugby goes. Okay. Um, and so I went out there and I and I fell in love with it. Um, and uh, I, I talked to my wrestling coach and I was like, hey, I'm kind like of like burned out on wrestling and um, I'd like to get this to go. Um, so he was like, I mean, cool. I mean, if you can try to do both, try to do both, couldn't do both. Um, it was just too much, too much time. Um, no, not enough time. Um, so I played rugby for a season. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start working toward becoming a professional wrestler. That's what I want to do with my life. But I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've had to do rugby and wrestling college and all that.
0: Now, as people know that, listen, I'm a huge MMA fan. Did you ever think of going into MMA but with your wrestling background?
1: Man, no, no. I mean, I've had had a few people ask that question. Right. Um, Not really. I really don't like getting punched in the face like that. I've been seeing them do, like... I saw, when I saw Frank Muir's face after he fought Brock Lesnar, <laughs> I was like, nah, bro. I'm good. Right. I can keep that. Um, and I feel like it would have put me back into that, like, that cycle of, like, cutting weight or whatever. And, like, I mean, I still watch what I eat, but I would really have right. to watch what I eat. I know. Um, and that would have been miserable.
0: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, how did you get involved with ATT? So, because you know, like they're more known as an MMA gym, but now you're with American Top Team. Was that prior to MLW or is that when you got into MLW?
1: That's when I signed with MLW. Gotcha. Uh, Dan Lambert uh, negotiated my contract. So, with him negotiating my contract, I became a part of American Top Team. Um, And once things open up, like really start to open up again, I'll really start training there with oh. Mo and all of
0: that. Yeah, because that's what I was gonna ask. If you're looking forward to training with some actual guys from like the MMA world to see if they could teach you anything that you could bring into pro wrestling, right?
1: Man, when I actually the day of like my debut, um when I got to the hotel, because uh, we couldn't check in until like three. Oh shit. I don't know why I didn't set that up like that. Really? But um uh, <laughs> so uh Conan already had his room. Okay. So we just went up there and chilled. And while we were just sitting there, Mo was like, dude, lo, let me, let me show you some stuff or whatever, sure. some, some cool ways to get into some suplexes or whatever. So even right then and there, mm-hmm. Mo was like, I got you. I got some cool stuff for you. Let me show you what, let me show you what you can do.
0: Oh my God. So how is it dealing with Dan Lambert then so far? Uh,
1: well, so I haven't. So when I got, when I got there on Saturday, mm-hmm. okay. uh, Dan wasn't there. He had a prior engagement. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. Okay, Tell okay. me what it was. But I haven't actually been able to, like, sit down with Dan and be like, hey, what's up? Um, But I think hopefully at the next taping or sometime in between, I'll get to actually, like, have a conversation.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool Yeah, because again Being an MMA fan He comes from the MMA world But I never knew he Like I sort of knew He was a huge wrestling fan Because he also made appearances When it was TNA Back in the day And obviously His, uh, his most recent appearance at Road Rager That was just fantastic Heel shit That was going on You could tell that He's like one of those True fans Like sort of like How it was with um, what, What's his name? Oh my god That just performed At Wrestlemania Ronda Oh no No, no Ronda Well Ronda too Yes, she falls into it um, Bad Bunny Shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean You could tell when someone is a fan That's a celebrity that comes in Like you know what I mean And it shows And that's why I don't understand Why more of these people don't either come in Or more federations or promotions Don't look for these type of people Because as much as people hate it It does bring the eyes And then if you're good enough It keeps the eyes there, right? Like
1: I like like There's been a lot of celebrities That came through WWE That I was just like Okay, this is a joke But I like that Bad Bunny Like committed to that whatever like he stopped making music and all that he committed himself i think for like three months to learn professional wrestling and i thought that was awesome um he had the best like celebrity performance out of anybody
0: i think so too yeah no kidding right it's it's crazy so but how about mma in general are you a fan are you up with their product and stuff or no
1: uh no not really um I, growing up I would watch a little bit here and there but I didn't have like a favorite fighter or anything like that Okay um I can't I don't really get into MMA that much cuz like I like I like all the like the press conferences and stuff sure. cuz that feels like professional wrestling to me but the actual fights themselves not so much
0: Yeah, no kidding. No, that is true. Well, that's why I like both worlds. Like, I like the pro wrestling for the stories and for all the hoopla and everything, and I like MMA for, like, the the actual sport of it, right? Mm -hmm. So how long have you been
1: wrestling for, then? Two years. Well, two and a half. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, technically, I could say a year, because I kind of, like, tie training and wrestling together, because with, with the school that I went to, like you're training and you're also wrestling on our school show oh, okay. um so they kind of tied together mm-hmm. but like as far as like working shows like consistently i really only been doing it for a year
0: oh shit so have you had any embarrassing moments yet
1: uh, not as a wrestler, but I had an embarrassing moment as a ref. So, okay. uh, it was the main event of one of our school shows. It was like a secret show. Sure. And the main event, they didn't tell me what their finish was. Oh no. So <laughs> um, so like I'm, I count one, two, and I ca- i thought I saw the guy move. So I just whiffed it. Oh no. And, uh, <laughs> I looked up and uh, one of the guys was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" I had him pinned. I had him pinned, and I'm like, uh, uh, "Hit me! Uh, uh, hit him again!" Uh, that that was really embarrassing. They didn't let me live that down for a, for a long time. And then they even like started like a segment where they took me to ref school. Oh shit! Then the, the ref school the rest school segment didn't last long, but it would have it would have I think it would have been fun.
0: Okay, how about this? What was the one thing that you didn't expect to be hard, but once you started training, you were like, fuck, this is going to take me a while to get used to this?
1: Man, I didn't think hitting the ropes would be as painful or as hard as it, as it was, like, because hmm. there, there's, there's, really a, there's a whole technique to it. I know. Like, and then you really, you really got to hit the rope. You can't just, like, because some people just touch them. You really got to hit the motherfucker like, whatever, because, like, because they kind of give you an advantage whatever. But if you don't hit them correctly, it's just going to
0: hurt. And I could imagine over and over. Because I actually, I stepped in the ring once. Like, Tyson Dukes had me come to his gym one time. And he made me run the ropes. And I was like, and then he was showing me all this stuff. And then I'm like, holy fuck. I did not even realize like, how easy is it is for someone to just fall right through the ropes if you're not running properly or have the proper technique. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, you, you
1: see it on TV. You're like, man, that looks so easy. I right? Do that. You do it in front. Oh, Oh, what what is, what is this? What is this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now, how about on the flip side? What was one of the easiest things that you gravitated to as soon as you started?
1: Uh, Matt wrestling. I mean, yeah, mat wrestling, chain wrestling, whatever you want to call that. Or whatever right. that was easy. Um, and like, it was easy for because like it was easy for me because I can I can think outside the box as far as that goes. Okay, like it's not just Rocks and hammerlocks for me. Like sure. I'd be trying to grab and manipulate anything. Um. And I, I, I have because because of that I have fun with it. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of guys they just want to they learn the basics of it and then they kind of like brush it off. Uh. Or like you'll see some matches where they'll kind of just like go through the motions on it. Sure. But I like to take I take that seriously
0: Oh, that, that's awesome. And that's good to know as a youngster already that you know all this and you're appreciating it that way because, again, you hear the, all the old-timers. Well, now they're old-timers, but fuck, they're like my age. I'm like, oh, my shit, I'm getting old. But when they were in their heyday, like, you know what I mean? They respect – and the, the fundamentals, that's what everyone keeps saying over and over. And and when I hear someone young as yourself uh, appreciating the fundamentals and practicing them on a daily basis, to me, uh, the sky's the limit for someone like you.
1: I – I always tell guys like the guys that come up that are coming up at, at my school, well not my school but Fox School, right. but like where I came. Um, that if you you're a professional wrestler, you have to do the wrestling portion before you do anything else. Um because like they'll ask me to like watch their matches and when they blow through the chain wrestling mm. and they don't take it seriously, like it it takes me out of the match. I just stop watching it that way. Um because if you, because you're supposed to build the tension of the match there. Now, if you already have like a feud or something going or whatever, and the tension's already there, cool. You you don't have to do it. Right. But if you, this is like your first time wrestling together, we're wrestling against each other. Um, you don't want to make it look like it's like too much of a work or it's too
2: choreographed. Right, right. Um, so you want to in there and make it look like a struggle. Make it make it look
1: like you guys are really like trying to, like, fuck each other up. Um, and that's what I Um And then after you do that, find some way to get into whatever running
0: spot you want to do. Because that's what people like to do. Yeah, exactly. And for people who don't know, by fundamentals, we mean, like, your basic shit. We don't mean, like, being a headlock the whole fucking match, like, back in the 60s or something. Because you need to evolve yeah. the sport, and you need to have high flyers. You even have to have, like, spot fests or hardcore matches, whatever you want. But that's the whole part of loving wrestling, right?
2: Yeah,
1: most definitely. Like, I... I always tell people like there's so there's a there's a different flavor for every person that watches wrestling. Thank you. And you have to find that flavor. You may not like high flying stuff or yeah. spot test or whatever. That's not your flavor. You may like uh, the mat wrestling, technical stuff, the power stuff, or whatever. That's your flavor. Watch that. Don't bash what's going on over here because somebody else likes it. this. Thank you. We need it over here. Same thing with um like Because, like back in the day everybody was, was either everybody looked like Greek guys. Yes. Or whatever. Just and yeah. <laughs> be, far between you have guys that didn't look like they were the superior athletes. Right. But like look at NFL linemen. They're not they're not shredded or anything like that. They're big at they're big fat dudes or whatever that are extremely athletic. Yep. And somebody watching football is like you know, I want to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy may not be the star of the team, but somebody's watching this guy and being like, "I want to be like that guy." So with wrestling, um, I love that wrestling. Like we're getting more toward, um, you know, appreciating every everybody and everybody, every human body is uh, getting some kind of re- uh, uh, what's the word representation. Yes, Thank um, you. Yeah. because you know, not everybody has genetics to look like. Uh, a hammerstone or a hulk hogan or anything like that some guys some people just don't have those genetics um but they still want they still want to be in this business Uh, and as long as you take it seriously um and you respect the business uh like then then come on but like if you're i mean if you're just getting
0: into it or whatever you're kind of pissing around about it or whatever stay away yeah, it's so true. I like with well, someone with myself who grew up in that era of all the m- muscle heads, right? Like, you know, so so to speak, not to say that they're all dumb, but I mean, like the, the muscular, like the Adonises and stuff, right? Yeah. I was a skinny scrawny kid like I got my late bloom like I, I sprouted like a, a foot and a half over one summer from like grade 11 to 12 or something so I never thought of that I could actually be a wrestler and then by then it was already too late and I was still a little bit scrawny but I was like okay if I do get into wrestling maybe I could be a manager maybe I could like do something else like behind the scenes an announcer or something but nowadays anyone could think of I could do anything in wrestling that I actually wanted they don't have to settle like how some people had to settle back in the day right
1: yeah, but yeah most definitely and th- and I love that like um again like I always hear old heads crap on these guys who be doing all this running or whatever You if you can't do all that running or whatever just say that just say you can't do all that running or whatever I'm not trying to do all that running right? or whatever if I need, if I need to do it if I'm wrestling somebody who's like that's like how they get their offense off or whatever then yeah I'll do a bunch of running for you um but like me, I like to keep things on the ground. Um, yeah. I mean, I touch the ropes rarely uh, and sparingly. Um, but like, I mean, again, you every there, if everybody is the same, if everybody wrestles the same, then wrestling's boring.
0: Thank uh, you. Yeah, that's so true.
1: And so that's why I love all of the different styles of wrestling. Right? A lot of guys give deathmatch guys shit or mm-hmm. whatever. Why? I have so much. I've I've seen two deathmatch shows okay. so far as far as I've been wrestling. Right, or whatever. And like, I respect the hell of those guys. I have, they're better men than me because I'm not. I no, I don't. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. But watching it and seeing the passion these guys have for what they do, mm. and that they still have psychology in what they do. Yes. Because. Technically, they could go out there and just hit each other with light tubes the entire time or whatever, or hit each other with chairs, but no, that would, the matches would be over in two seconds. Yep. Um, but they go out there, and they still have psychology with what they do, and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, no kidding. How about this question? Coming from amateur wrestling, was there a habit you needed to break, or that professional wrestlers noticed in you that you shouldn't have t- taken into the ring? Uh,
1: knowing how to work with people. Oh. Um, because like I could get in there or whatever and we'd be mat wrestling and my mind would go straight to this live wrestling match uh. or whatever. I've got <laughs> go to win. Um, so I had to, so I mean, still sometimes today, like I'll be like, okay, you know, okay, I did something, I did a few things or whatever. I don't want this to be a complete, like one sided deal or whatever. Cause I want, cause I like my matches to be, to feel competitive. Um, and I think that not just because that person doesn't have an amateur wrestling background right. doesn't mean they can't wrestle. Wrestling in, a, wrestling in a sense is like, I always think about it. I always tell guys coming up that if you have, it's like wrestling with your brother or whatever. Um, and so like, don't think so much of, oh, I,
0: um, I don't know any moves to do or whatever. Grab something and go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so you got picked up by MLW. How excited were you? And were you just a little upset that you weren't the first selection? Come on.
1: No, no, <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I didn't expect to be the first. Okay. Um I didn't expect to be the first because uh, I know. I think before that, I knew Davy Richards was coming back to
2: wrestling.
1: So ah. If like if he didn't go to WWE or something like that, he's definitely going to MLW. And if he's going to MLW, that man definitely will be the first. Um, that that makes sense. I mean, to be second is still pretty dope. Of course. Because I'm only two years... Like, I'm, I was excited because I'm like, these guys... The, MLW really believes in me. Like, they really believe in me. They really fuck with me. Um, so to, to be drafted second is huge. To only be two years in. Right. And I've had... Like, coming up, like, I had so many people tell me I was a shit. Um, <laughs> I wasn't good. Um. You know, I wasn't humble or anything like this or whatever. And I'm probably—I won't—I won't I say I'm the most humble dude on the planet, or whatever. But I'm pretty damn humble because right. um, I know that one right. can be taken from me at any point in time. So I'm living it match to match uh, and having a good time. Um, but that, like that, but like I don't know. It was weird. So we filmed the uh, we filmed the uh, the little interview between me and Alicia, right? Or whatever. Like I think earlier that week hmm. and like and like and then when it got when when they did the draft thing or whatever like i put it up on my on my tv because right. um, it's a smart tv um and like i knew i knew what was coming <laughs> but even when, when i saw it flash up on the screen i got hyped <laughs> like i did not know what was going on that's awesome whatever i was excited
0: I am, I'm still so excited. Right. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So how did it all come about? Because obviously, if if you were looked and you were called by Corbauer, everyone knows that he's like the money ball of professional wrestling. This guy finds the fucking diamonds of the diamonds before anyone gets a hold of them. So is that how it happened? Did they contact you? Did you contact them? How did it go?
1: You know, it's funny. They contacted me, but it's funny. Uh, three months before I got the email... Uh, me and uh zenshi he also wrestles for mow okay uh we were talking he was telling me that i'd be a great fit for mow mm.
2: um,
1: and we were talking about that and he was uh, he told me maybe i should send my stuff in to them and you know see uh see if i could uh get something right uh so i didn't do that um i just pondered it or whatever and i just kept doing what i've do- kept doing what i've been doing okay Um, and I checked my email one night and it's, and it said MOW and I'm like, (laughs) what is this? Clicked on it. Um, and they were, they just expressed their interest in having me join. Um, and I was like, well, definitely. I mean, after, after like the, uh, the initial like excitement and stuff, like kind of died down, started thinking about it. There's no down. There was no downside with me signing like it's only gonna it's only going to benefit me um so I was like, hell yeah like I had like I have uh, some family members of mine that understand like legalese and contract stuff with sure. my contract um and I talked to some people that I trust um, but like the, the at the end of the day like this is only going to grow my brand um, and raise my
0: stock so there was no way I was passing up this opportunity. That's awesome. Well, I don't want to know numbers or anything, but are you exclusive to MLW or c- can you work outside?
1: No, so I can so I can't work with like WWE AEW, any of those like major wrestling companies. Ah, okay. But I can still work the Indies, which is great. Um, that's one thing that um, that they were that they I guess pushed was like, Yes, you're gonna still be able to work the Indies. We still want you to be traveling and get your name out there more and getting paid. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm not like I'm exclusive, but like, I'm exclusive to I'm exclusive in the sense of like I can't work for anybody else. Right, right. But I'm not exclusive, but not so exclusive that I can't like go out here and still work the indie.
0: And you know what? I think that should be like literally the wave of the future. I understand not working for your direct competitor, even though now with this whole forbidden door business, everyone's working with everyone, which is great too. But why not let you work with someone that's like at an indie show? cuz other than raising the stock because now if someone's never heard of you for example or MLW sees you at an indie show they're going to check you out on MLW and then in turn become an MLW yes. fan.
1: Yes. Yes. And like I, I I get it. I get like not the forbidden door like people in WWE not working on the indies or whatever I understand right, right. that. Um but like like AEW, like I love the I love the some of their guys can still work the Indies, Impact the same way. exactly. Um, Because at the end of the day, uh, yeah, MOW2, in ROH, at the end of the day, like, if 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 I send my champion out or whatever, he can work the Indies, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not everybody knows about Impact, not everybody knows about MOW, not everybody knows about ROH, or whatever. They see this guy or whatever, and they're impressed by his performance, Mm-hmm. Um for her performance. Um and they're like, yo, I want to know more about this person. They type them in or whatever. Like I, I regularly search my name on Google or whatever. So sometimes I don't I don't know if this is real. Right, right. Um uh, so like they they type in their name, like, oh they're 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 signed at this company, you right. know, whatever. Let me check this out exactly. or whatever. And then the snowball just starts rolling. They start telling they tell a friend and another friend tells another friend. Whatever, And then you got a whole bunch of fans um, Just from this one person Working this indie show
0: over Yeah, no kidding man And to me it just benefits everyone The indie and the actual yeah. big promotions right? So okay, let's talk about Battle Riot 3 That's where you made your MLW debut How were you feeling leading up to it Until literally you walked out In front of the crowd
1: So actually Uh-oh. I made my MLW debut
0: On MLW Fusion Oh, um, okay
1: yeah I, I had a singles match uh that i don't like i think a lot of people they always say like oh, i was like super super nervous um i was i had i kind of got my nerves out of the way like going the days going up okay. um i was still like kind of like you know am i am, am i gonna bring it like i always bring sure it. um but like as soon as as soon as I heard my music and I stepped to that curtain, I felt like I I literally felt like I belonged there. That's awesome. Like this is where I should be. Yeah. Um. So like I I I was clocked in. I was clocked in like I'm always clocked in. Um. And like it was walking through that curtain. I've never had that feeling before. Like it just it. I don't. Even, I really don't even know how to describe it, but it was like it was just like the greatest feeling ever. Whatever, the, whatever the greatest feeling is to you, right. that's what I was feeling. Um. Uh. But in the Battle Riot, like I'm always a little, little weary of like multi man matches because there's so many moving parts of and there's worse. so many people and there's like. Could, you could step on, so you could step and really hurt somebody or whatever. Um, but that experience was was phenomenal. Um, I got in there, I did my thing, or mm-hmm. whatever. Took some people to suplex Island. That um, uh, was probably it was my favorite like Rumble style match I've ever been in. Oh, that's cool. it was, We 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 killed that.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so now I got to know, too. How was it performing in the infamous 2300 slash ECW arena?
1: Bruh, that... <laughs> oh, my God. It was... I guess I can go back to, like, actually walking out onto that stage and seeing every, seeing all the people or whatever that paid to come right. and watch the show. It was like... I wish I, wish I would have taken a moment to just, like, stand there for a second okay. instead of, like, being ready to go. And, like, take, take it all in. But, like, that's been a goal of mine, like, since I since, like, last year. Because mm. um, I remember Evolve did their WWE uh, thingy or whatever. That's the right. Anniversary set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Fox... Fox and Ruff performed on a show and they brought like a bunch of the students and I oh. I think I had to work that day and I couldn't I couldn't go. Oh. I can't remember exactly what it was that I couldn't go. Yeah, yeah. Um but like watching watching all of them out there having a good time, like I was like, damn, like one day I'm gonna one day I'm gonna wrestle it. Um so finally getting to have that moment um as a contracted wrestler, mm-hmm. like that's a dream come true right there. That's a dream come true, right there. Um, so I can't wait to do it again. I think we go back in October, October second. Like the coolest thing is, like Philly's a tough crowd to get over with.
0: I was going to ask you that. Were you nervous about that? Uh
1: no, I wasn't. I don't. I don't want to sound cocky or like <laughs> overconfident, but I've never had a problem getting over with the crowd. Okay. Um. So. But getting over with that silly crowd was like, ah, right, is this gonna work? Cause, you know, if you if you if you mess something up or something don't look right or whatever, they don't let you know. Right. Um, like I think I feel like they they took they took to me because I believe I believe in who I I know who I am and I believe in who I am. Right. Right. Um, and I feel like they could see that and they 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 latched onto that. Of course. Um, I mean, I was playing. I'm I'm a healing an M- in MoW, but. Mm-hmm. Like still, like it was a uh, at times a little it was a little bit of a mixed reaction. Like yeah, like some of the dirty stuff that I did, like oh boo whatever. But they were counting To my suplex. I oh, love that. There you go. Oh, so it was a little a little mix
0: of the two. Well, as long as you don't get crickets, that's all you really want, right? Because then yeah. you're you're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is a that is the worst feeling. I remember like first starting out wrestling, okay. and you come through the curtain yeah. and nobody knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. And like it's crickets, and you you want to do something to get some kind of reaction.
2: Of and course. a lot of
1: guys will come out and they'll just like yeah, <laughs> and like you can as a fan, I can see, I can look at that person and be like, bro, you mad, uncomfortable,
0: right? right?
1: You don't know what to do with yourself. Um, And you kind of just have to learn, like, you can't, nobody can teach you presence, because it has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself, but you just got to learn, you got to learn to believe in yourself, um, because once you believe in yourself, you kind of exude that confidence to everybody else, so when you step to that curtain, people know that it's time to fucking go
0: exactly see and that's what i again we're opening up slowly up here in canada and everything and i can't wait till live shows are going again because that's what i loved about going to live shows is the crowd participation it's so crazy how much that is important to pro wrestling and obviously you saw it during the covid era for all promotions across the board like you know what i mean but like that's the thing it's so crazy and if you think philly is one of those wait till you come up here to toronto and wrestle here my friend you're gonna be in for a nice surprise in bizarro land
1: Man, I can't wait. I I, I need to get my, I need to get my
2: passport
1: and all that. What's my passport? Yeah, I can't wait to go to Canada. I want to wrestle Josh Alexander, and I remember I put out a tweet like, "Yo, like who can make this happen?" And it was still when COVID was pretty, uh, was pretty uh, prevalent. Um, But that, but when I first get to Canada, that's the first person I want to wrestle.
0: Oh, I love Josh. He's a former guest, too. And, yeah, he's fantastic. And, and I could see you guys having a great, fantastic match because he's a technical suplex-based wrestler just like yourself. And, oh, my God, that would be fireworks. I can't wait to see that.
1: He's, like, I talked to him. Like, I, I messaged him one time. And I was like, you
0: know, this guy, he's a star. He's not going to respond. Nah, whatever. Man, so
1: and then down he was I, did, I was like, what? Really? Because <laughs> I was asking him. Because I, I was... Asked him about, like, you know, like how he comes up with, uh, like the designs of the singlet. Okay. Um, and like he was like, he, like he said, he was real down to earth about it or whatever. He, like, he didn't like k like, me or bullshit me or anything okay. or whatever. We had a conversation about it and it was cool. Um, he even congratulated me when I signed the MOW. Wow. Um, which was really dope. That's class. Um, I talked. I remember t- I talked to Jeff Cobb one uh, once about uh, singlet too because he, he has like a really nice white one, okay. and I want a white singlet. Like um. I have a baby blue one that appears white to some people. It's like that one dress that, was, that people thought was blue and some people thought was right. white. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so and like he like again, I didn't think he was gonna. I I just figured he was like way too busy or right. he didn't check the DM. But, he got back to me too and i was like like that meant a lot to me um because like um with me like on social media um i try like i'll as far as like twitter goes i'll follow like podcasts back and like other workers or if somebody if somebody retweeted something and said something nice about me okay. i'll follow them back right. um because i feel like my follower to my follower to following margin is, is, is pretty big okay. um
0: like Instagram I pretty I follow pretty much Anybody back um, To Instagram Okay I don't want to out you Or you could lie if you want But come on How many people do you mute After you follow though?
1: You... No I don't mute anybody Okay, okay. That's I, fair I don't I don't scroll through Instagram Like I used to Like I just post stuff And like Look at like The engagements that I get Okay um, sure. And like If I see something Or whatever I like it But like I'm not like Invested in Instagram that much. I'm more invested in Twitter. Okay, uh, but true. like if somebody messages me, like again, I'm gonna talk to you um, as long as you're not doing anything weird or like being disrespectful. Of course. Um, same thing with Twitter. You message me, you slide in my DMs as long as you're being respectful and not weird. Hmm. Whatever, I have a conversation with you. Um, I don't like. I don't want to be. I don't want to get to a. I, People always joke about, joke to me about, oh, you know, you're going to be, you're this big star or you're going to be this big star or whatever. Um, You know, don't forget about the little guy or whatever. And like, I always tell them, like, I'm not, I'm going to still be the same down to earth person that I am now. Then, like, I've, because like, I feel like the only people that like switch up are the people who are putting on an act before they got to that stage or whatever. Getting to that stage shouldn't make you an asshole. Um, because you're already an ass. Thank I'm, you. I'm a pretty genuine guy, so all that all me getting to that next level, getting getting to these next levels is going to make me just an even more genuine guy. So I'm always trying to like, like I take like a lot of the uh, A4 guys with me to shows mm. and stuff, so they can like network and then they'll possibly get a spot on the show. Because I just, I want to see, I genuinely want to see everybody win at this. It's like if you. If you are taking the time to, you know, hone your craft and like build your name, mm-hmm. like I want to see you win. Um, so I'm I'm a team player in that in that aspect.
0: Yeah, and you know what? And I don't understand these greedy fucks because there's enough cheese in this whole goddamn world to make everyone happy and successful if you think about it. Like, you know what I mean? There's no limit to to, to this shit. And it's, yeah, I I don't understand. But yeah, even going back to Josh, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. And if someone does, then that person is like how you said, the asshole. And it's it's so true. Like money and fame should not change someone because like you said, then you're just putting on an act for the sake of uh, an act because it's the same thing with someone who gets... Drunk. If you're an asshole when you drink, you're an asshole in real life. You just know how to hide it properly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've always heard the drunk you is the real you.
0: Thank you. You see, and that's the same thing because that's the, what I, what everyone's like. Oh, you don't want to win the lottery because if you win the lottery, you're gonna turn into an asshole. I'm like. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I know deep down I'm not an asshole, and I know I'm not putting on an act for anyone. This is who I am. I talk like this to everyone—from my wife to my bosses to people on the podcast. You see what you get, and I'm not putting an act. So I know it's not going to change me. If 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 anything, it'll change me to the fact where I could be more comfortable, and I have fuck you money now. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait
1: to the point I get I get fuck you money because I can tell people <laughs> that like, cause, like I mean again, like I'm I try to be as genuine as and. Like, I give everybody, I was thinking about this today, I give everybody that I meet, no matter, like, where you're from, what what background you're from, like, respect. Yeah. A base level of respect, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's on that person, in my eyes, whether you get more respect for me or you lose, your, or you lose respect. Um, and a lot of people, I've ran into a lot of, like, old cats here in Georgia that, like... They're they're out of the gate disrespectful to you, but they expect you to be respectful to them because Uh. they've been wrestling for seventeen years. Yeah, like like I'm like actually no, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, Like I like you've been in the game for a long time or whatever, but like to me, like what have you done? Like because like just being in the business for a long time doesn't mean that you. Blaze the trail. It doesn't mean you open doors for people and like that. Yes. It you just means you've been here for a long time. And like when I first started, there were there were guys like that. And it's like you're you you want this level of respect, but you're on the same show as me. There you go. <laughs> you're, on, you're on the same show as me, and like not to not to put myself over anything, but like you're are I'm higher on the card than you, right? Um, but like, I'm not gonna be like an, an asshole to you. Like, I mean, I respect you as a human being. Like, exactly. If you can't afford me, if you can't afford me that same respect, then you don't get any respect. You didn't Thank earn that. You.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Um,
1: all like, true. Fo- I remember, like Fox told me one time that like time in this business really doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because you really think about it, there's guys that come into this business and gonna, like me like, that have only been wrestling for two, three years, or whatever. they make and there's guys that have been in the business for however 15 17 years that don't because they don't apply themselves right um so like just because like i mean if you're if you've been in the business for a long time you know you're respectful you know you're trying to see like the younger generation the guys coming up win and whatever and trying to see them become the best that they possibly can be or like those are the guys that i surround myself with But if you're just being a dick to be a dick Mm -hmm. because you've been here
0: forever, like, you can't be fine. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in that too. Like, respect is earned, not given. And years of service does not equal quality. I'm sorry. Like, same thing. And even in, like, a a, a blue-collar world or an office job, if a guy's been there for 30 years and he's still at the bottom and you've been there 10 years and you're his boss, then, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's something off there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I mean, pro wrestling is, like, it's not, it's in a way, in ways it's like any other job on this planet, Like right? You have to, res- you want, you have to give everybody respect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can be, again, you can be here for a long ass time and, you know, you can be a dick about things or you can be here, uh, for a short amount of time, and, you know, give everybody respect. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's, that's my thing on that.
0: <laughs> well, one thing that I will, that caught my eye like, because obviously you're so young in the business. I can't believe that. I've been doing this podcast longer than you've been wrestling. That, that actually blows my mind. But anyways, so what I was reading about you, like, I was like, okay, who, who's this guy? Everyone's talking about him. Let's see how he is. Start watching your matches. And then the whole 100 plus suplex thing. Now that, that again, the listeners know I love me suplexes. When I play the, the wrestling games, I always create my guy with every suplex available. Powerbomb suplexes, that's my whole arsenal. I love it. There's just something, I don't know, being Canadian with the with the Heart family and everything, you're you know, you, you like technical shit up here. But it's just how did you come up with a hundred plus suplexes, or is this just a just some sort of gimmick?
1: Um I mean I didn't come up with a hundred plus suplexes, but I study like all of the guys that, that like are suplex heavy. Ah, Um, so, um, I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't even imagine. I have probably thrown about a hundred or maybe more of suplexes. Um, but like, I don't do every suplex. I I found the hundred that I Mm like. Um, and so like the guys are like, Oh, what suplexes do you do? I do a lot of them. Uh, it really depends on the situation that I'm currently in. Sure. Um, it's not just, oh, let me just throw 10 out here for no damn reason.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So what's your favorite one to pull off, at least? Do you have that?
1: Other than my finisher, well, it would course. have to be the crash committee. It's a release suplex. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, you, you, you put them up in a regular vertical, and then you like push their head through, and you take a back from. That's probably my favorite one because it always
0: looks impressive. And now, what kind of grasps do you use? Again, being from amateur wrestling, do you use like a hammerlock? Do you use like what is it? Like the, the cross fingers? Like what's your favorite uh, to use? I I use
1: a I use a lot of I use an S grip most of the time. Okay, um, I feel more secure with that. Uh, but I mean, how I guess if I can't get an S grip. I just try to grab either, like, my, my wrist or I try to clasp my hands together. Um, it just really depends. I like, with German suplexes, I like to I just clasp my hands together. Um, and then, like, I started doing this, uh, this like, gut-wrench-style vertical suplex mm-hmm. um, where I use an S-grip for that. So it really just depends on the suplex.
0: Has there been any guys that don't want to take a certain suplex?
1: Uh, Actually, like... Uh, me being the professional that I am, like I always ask guys if, if guys and girls like if there's a suit that they're not comfortable with. There you go. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to put you in a situation where you're uncomfortable, mm. and that um, and that, like the move doesn't like it doesn't look good. Like, we don't pull it off uh, to the best of the best of the, our ability. Um, so I'm really like I'm really lenient on that. But I always have. Yeah or whatever so I needs to see something or mm-hmm. whatever so I can show them okay this is
0: what this is gonna be okay that's pretty cool and again that goes back to your whole thing that we've been touting pretty much the whole episode is respect right yeah see and there it goes and it just shows that that's awesome to hear so an- another thing I watched or I liked while I was watching some of your matches was how you do integrate your amateur wrestling like from the way you move around to picking parts to sprawling like all that are you scared that eventually you're gonna be painted in a box as just oh he's just like that amateur wrestler
1: uh, I'm not scared of it um so much because like a lot of people like when I'm in matches with some guys that aren't amateur wrestlers and like uh if if it calls for it like maybe they out wrestle me or whatever or they get me frustrated okay. about something like I don't a lot of people like take that to heart and I really don't know why I hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really. I care, but I don't care that much. Right. Um, because again, we're all professionals. We've all, we all learn how to wrestle. Um, like you can learn, you can learn how to be an amateur wrestler on YouTube. Um, that's true. I mean, whether you that's can, whether you can execute it to that high level, you know, that's up to you. Um, but like, I don't think I'll ever be painted in that box because like my, my set is isn't all amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's heavy but i mean i can do other things and i go out of my way to do other things
0: ah okay perfect cuz i was going to ask too how about your your mic work are you comfortable being on the mic a lot or do you want to be one of those guys that has a manager
1: uh i like being on the mic um i, I mean in the beginning or whatever it was a little uncomfortable but once i realized that it's really most of the time it's really um I don't. I guess you could say like a dialogue, right? Um, like if you're cutting, if you're cutting your promo on another wrestler, it's more of a dialogue. Okay. Um, and then if, you're like we're talking to the fans, in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of wrestlers like they overcomplicate it so much. Like if, okay. if you just go out there, especially like most most promotions are going to give you like bullet points to hit. They're going to tell you like we want you to say this, but say it in your own way. Okay. Like if you, as long as you can do that, I think you're fine as far as promos.
0: How about gimmick matches? Are you looking forward to anything in, in specific?
1: Mm, no, not really. Not really. Uh, I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around. I know I know a ladder match is coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> but it's just like me falling off of this ladder on the truck. <laughs> I. Hmm. No, nah, I'm not with it. Uh, I've done. I haven't really done any like hardcore match stuff um, I really haven't had to swing any weapons I'll take I'll take weapon shots but okay. never really had to swing um, but really I mean, if it, I mean if it happens and I'm getting paid to do it I mean yeah I'm gonna do it but I'm not gonna go out of my way like hey I wanna have a
0: hardcore match no well but even like, so, have, like even sort of speak like multi-man matches like um, steel cage matches sort of like where there's not really that much danger and you can still have like your actual wrestling match
1: uh, I mean, I've had, I've been in a cage match before, um, and like going into it, I'm like, this is this is really really out of my element. But okay. when you realize it's at that point, like it's really just a brawl at that point or whatever, it kind of eases eases my mind a little bit. I don't have to I don't have to do a bunch of things or whatever. I gotta go in there and beat you up and clap, grab you for something and throw you. Um, what's the other match you said? Uh, multi man matches. Multi man matches in the beginning I was really I was weary of them. Okay. Um because I had several bad experiences of them not being put together oh. uh, well. Sure. Um but like ever since the future showcase, the triple threat match that I have with Nolan Edward and Jack Griffin, hmm. um, I'm way more uh, I'm way more comfortable with them because like, I understand like how to put
0: them together. Ah, okay. That completely makes sense. Okay, so before we get to the word story of the week and we wrap this up, non-wrestling related, what are you into? What do you watch? Are you a gamer, sports fan? What's your jam? Um, I, I'm a gamer,
1: definitely. Uh, before this interview, I was playing the Saxon speed Odyssey. My favorite game of all time.
0: Uh, now we could actually be good friends. I pumped in 160 <laughs> hours into that shit. I love it.
1: Um, I just got to uh, the underworld and the um, the fate of Atlantis. Oh, because um, like geez. for a while I stopped playing it. Okay. It, I kind of, I, I guess I was kind of getting burned out on it, so I had to give myself some time away from it. Okay. Okay. But now I'm back into it because um, because Elysium was just so there was just so much to do and it was a little overwhelming. I know. Um, I like uh, division both of Divi- division one and division two. Okay. So I like I, I really like shooter games um i'm not so much a call of duty fan yeah me neither. so much as like i like, like i like games i like shooters that have stories i like yep. games that have stories thank you um mm-hmm. so like all the, the battle royale stuff you can keep that yep. that nonsense <laughs> me too i um, <laughs> uh, like i play 2k every now and again but like people always like oh you, oh, you play 2k or whatever i'm like no i'm not finished playing online. Got, I played online, once I got smoked, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, the, the servers are so laggy, or whatever, and then there's
2: so many dudes online that have, like, rigged the game. So I like, know. Like, a 2K, they're
1: just greening everything, and I'm like, how do you... You do not have that good of time, or whatever. Um, and then, uh, like, so I just played my career on that. I... As far as like WWE games, like I'll, I have a PlayStation, so I'll play like Shut Your Mouth and oh, nice. uh, then Here Comes the Pain every now and again. But as far as like the, the newer games, like I don't really like playing those the stories are garbage. Um, uh, and then like as far like other than video games, me and my girlfriend are watching Too Hot to Handle. And it's really, really funny watching people. I get the hot people as, as in quotation sure. the hot people or whatever struggle to to uh, uh, to form real human connections. Right. But that that's right. that's interesting. I like Lucifer. Lucifer's a really good show. There you go. Uh, I think the fa- my my favorite show that I've watched is The One Hundred. I watched every single season of that. Oh, I tried to get into
0: it. Halfway through season two, I fell off. I don't know why.
1: Uh, I think, like, uh, you just kind of like, I kind of had to, like, suspend my disbelief and, like, really start thinking about, like, what a post-apocalyptic world would be like. Sure. Uh, uh, So I think that's that's what got me into it. I like stuff like that.
0: Yeah, Too Hot to Handle is next on my list because me and the wife, we love watching like these raunchy reality shows and shit. We're actually watching, it's not too bad, you should check it out if you haven't already, is, is Rhythm and Flow on Netflix with Cardi B, um, who else is in it? Uh, T.I. and um, Chance the Rapper where it's sort of like uh, American Idol but for rapping. So, and I love the way it's put together and everything it's, and again, it's rated R so you see the true selves like, and you have cameos from like Snoop Dogg, Fat Joe, like all the old... G's from back in the day and shit And I, so far we're halfway through And I'm loving it man It's fantastic
1: I'm gonna I'm give that I I don't know if my girlfriend would be into that But I'm gonna give it a watch
0: <laughs> There you go <laughs> Ready for the worst story of the week then? Yes Okay so you said you don't like to get punched in the face And all that How about like blood? Are you squeamish around blood? Do you care if there's blood around you?
1: No No I'm not squeamish about blood at all I mean, that's not that's not something I'm uh, I'm actively going out. I'm like, oh ah, yeah, let me see some blood. But blood doesn't bother me.
0: How about horror movies? Are you a horror movie guy or into gore gore movies?
1: Gore movies, not so much. I haven't wa- I guess I haven't really watched any. Um, okay. But horror movies, I do like because I I think I figured out that horror movies aren't necessarily supposed to be scary. They're more. It's more like scary comedy. I mean, that's how I see it. Like when I watch like a like a jason movie or like sure. a saw movie or whatever i'm thinking more of like why are you doing that oh no you heard a sound are you gonna go toward it in this, in this dark creepy hallway oh really you think this is gonna work out for you let's see um, so I, I laugh at those movies.
0: yeah but again you have to suspend your disbelief like everything else sort of and that's why to me i think horror and like um wrestling go hand in hand as well right
1: yeah, definitely. Like the paranormal activity movies; those were the ones. Those were movies that I was actually like a little like spooked about. Like okay, okay. I was like, I was like, am I gonna am, is, am I gonna lose my religion in this one? I mean, I guess when I was, I was like, am I gonna lose my religion for this one or not? Like, this is this is this is a little is a little crazy. Um, like they always had those like those moments, like in the I think it was the first one where. Uh, the main female character comes in the room and she grabs the she grabs the child and I think there's another woman in the room and she as she grabs the child and the lady's like freaking out or whatever she just touches her and she flies into the camera and it's like that zoom yes sound. I know um, as Oof. above so below that was scary as fuck too Lord <laughs> oh my God that was that was something else. Um, I'm gonna watch it. And I'm
0: never gonna watch it again. Okay, that's odd. Uh, yeah, because I, I love all anything that is horror type, which is odd because in real life, like, blood, I'm woozy around. Like, I'm not scared of it. It mm-hmm. technically doesn't bother me, but for some odd reason, as soon as a drop of blood happens, I start seeing the birds and I pass out. I don't understand what it is, just something in me. Is it your
2: blood
1: or is it blood in general?
0: It's blood in general. It doesn't matter. It could be mine. It could be someone else's. Like, like for example, one time, uh, my, my poor dog as a kid, and this is when I found this out, oddly enough. My dog got hit by a car, and then it started wobbling around, and then um, it got to the sidewalk, and then I looked over, and then I was with my dad. And I'm butchering the story, obviously, but in a nutshell— I look at it It was bleeding Like gushing blood And I just went down Like a fucking I don't know what man Like And that was when I started noticing that Hey I'm no good with blood So if I want to be a doctor I'm fucked <laughs> Dang I, I've never understood Why people pass
1: out When they see blood
0: I don't get it either Cause it's not like I'm scared of it It's not like it like I have nightmares from it Like even if If I go draw blood Or I do testing or anything I have to look away Cause if I see The person drawing the blood And then I see it in the veil That's it I start going Ooh like i'm all fucked up and shit i don't know i i don't get it i don't know what it is but anyways this leads into the story of the week it comes from from texas so since you're not really that squeamish i am a little but i love horror shit and because this is and that's the other thing i could watch blood on tv like if it's even real blood on tv i'm okay it's just in person i don't know it's just something so anyways so there was a woman sleeping in her bed one night when she was suddenly awakened because something wet was dripping on her from the ceiling so we've been talking about blood hence Mm -hmm. blood was dripping on her all night from the ceiling now she lived in one of these apartments that wasn't really like had a slumlord and shit so she's had like water fall down from her ceiling and shit so she didn't think anything of it whatever she kept sleeping so she woke up she went (laughs) turned on the light looked in the mirror and she saw literally a scene from carrie Covered all in fucking blood She looks over Her bed's covered in blood Notices the big fucking thing on the ceiling That was dripping blood Calls, calls the, the, the super I guess To get it checked out whatever And is like what the fuck's going on here Well at first she thought it was her own blood Because you know what I mean But then she mm-hmm. looked up and saw the ceiling Can you imagine if you woke up And you saw that blood And there was like no trace of anything Like what the fuck would be going through your mind man <laughs> uh, the, I, When you started
1: talking about the instant. I guess the thought that popped in my head was like maybe someone got killed upstairs or whatever and like they just leaked out all their blood and everything was like soaking or maybe it was like a dead animal or something was like I guess then I would have to know what the ceiling looks like Um, maybe there's like maybe there was like some weird like paranormal or like horror creature or whatever like looking
0: at her like (laughs) Uh, from the top and this guy just got done eating some other human and it's just, like, waiting for its turn. So, what actually did happen was, apparently, the upstairs the upstairs neighbor died four to five days before. And from natural causes and decomposition, the blood got out of his body through his... Because that's the other thing. When you die, people a lot of people don't know this. Like, ooze and stuff and gases start getting released from your body. Like, you know what I mean? So, he was up there yeah. and he, he so happened to fall... On like a part where there was like cracks and where the ventilation went through, so that's how it seeped down into her apartment. So she was getting droplets, and the guy died of natural causes. It's nothing like to go look any further. But the weird part is just waking up with drips of blood on you. Would, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of this apartment. I've had enough, man. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna need
1: a whole police investigation for that one. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, even though he died of natural causes, still that is. But like, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to like remember to position my bed uh, away from any vents at this point and make sure there's no cracks in the ceiling. That That would be horrific.
0: Yeah, I know, because the only thing I, that goes through my mind if, about living in an apartment or a condo or whatever would be obviously the noise factor and the smells of certain people and whatever they cook, right? But I never thought of worrying about blood dripping through the fucking roof or the ceiling. <laughs>
1: Oh, that is (laughs) Ew
0: Right, well it could have been worse (laughs) Okay, how about this, what's worse Another person's blood, or if it was like Piss and shit, if like, maybe the sewer Erupted, what's What's worse
1: But like, when you die Like, you defecate yourself Like, whatever's in your body or whatever At the time, whatever, like, it all releases So, I mean, like, there's gonna be Like, a mix, there's gonna Especially, he was there for like four or five days like, oh, that's you got true. blood and pus and piss oh. and shit all, like,
2: swirling together with the blood and then it's dripping on you? Like,
0: nah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a great way to end the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, plug your shit. Where people can find you, anything you have up and coming, floors are yours, my friend.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kane 11. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Suplex Assassin. You can find me on TikTok. At the Suplex Assassin One, um, uh, I have a Facebook fan page, Alex kane Forty One. Buy my merch at ProWrestlingTees.com dot uh, slash Suplex Island. I've got a I've got a show. I believe it's Hartsville, Alabama. Uh, I'll be there July twenty fourth and twenty fifth, um, and then August. I have the Scenic City Scenic City Invitational. Uh, August 6th and seventh uh and then i have my next mow appearance uh i know it's I guess it's a like few months away but uh september eleventh oh well, there you go so those are my those are my dates coming up
0: and for myself you can find me on instagram and twitter under finger styles you can follow the podcast on twitter the podcast dap email us your thoughts suggestions comments anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast at gmail.com please rewind to the top of the show support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out the most definitely helps me out and the most important thing rate subscribe review okay before i let you go one last question i i'm not a food guy and i don't like weird combinations and i don't know if you think you know where i'm leading with this but i saw on your twitter i
1: know you're going
0: cinnamon toast crunch with orange juice what the fuck
1: dude look think about it it's cinnamon and apples When is cinnamon and apples not gone together it is essentially apple pie in a bowl it's amazing it's probably not something you're gonna eat every day but like as a snack or you know something sweet you want to eat or whatever it's definitely good you should definitely try it i know you don't like weird food combinations but definitely give
2: it a go
0: because I love me uh, c- Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's fine. But it's the orange juice that threw me off. Like, instead of milk, like... No, no, no. It's apple, it's apple juice. Oh, it's apple juice. Oh, I thought it was orange juice. Okay, that's better. That one I'll give you. Okay, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Man, I had somebody tell me... I think it was orange juice and Cocoa puffs. And I'll, I didn't Ew. try it. I'm not going to try it. That sounds terrible. Um, oh, well I have one other show to plug. Uh, sure. Action Wrestling, August 14th. Uh, I, I kind of make my tag team wrestling debut on the Indies. So because I really don't have too many tag team matches, or really any. Um, so that, that should be fun. You should definitely tune in to see that. Uh, I don't know if we'll be live on IWTV or not. But if we're not, when it airs, definitely check that out. It's going to be amazing.
0: Awesome. On that note, he's Alex. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.